Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, if you're like me, you're probably mourning a little bit right now. You know, for years, every time I would come home to South Knoxville from downtown, I was met with the JFG sign up there on the hill. And over the years, the lights faded and eventually flickered out. And now, the JFG sign is totally gone. If you've been keeping up with Knox News, it was disassembled and it's looking for perhaps a new home. And so, uh, here on the podcast today, we're going to talk about where that new home could be. Uh, talking with the people who own the sign, which we'll get into some of those details here in a second. Sounds like they want to keep it in the downtown area, so we're going to keep that in mind as well. But before we talk about that, let's introduce ourselves. I am Ryan Willis, downtown growth and development reporter at Knox News. And I'm Brianna Pachorka, photojournalist and producer of the Scrappy Stuff. And so the JFG sign, let's just go through the brief history of it real quick. JFG was a coffee brand, coffee company here in Knoxville, eventually got bought out by Riley Foods. You've probably noticed the JFG building in Old City. That actually used to be the roasting plant. Uh, and the JFG sign years ago, it, it was a little bit closer to the Gay Street Bridge, but then it got disassembled in 2010, came back just a little bit further up the hill in 2012. And since then, it's been in that same spot up there on the Corbella Shriners property. And now that it's gone, it feels like there's a little bit of Knoxville's identity missing. I think a lot of people identify with that sign. And, you know, I think we've had a conversation here on the Scruffy Stuff before about what would be the icon of Knoxville if the Sun Sphere uh, wasn't around. And the JFG sign was one of the things I believe that came up because it's been a part of Knoxville for so long. And when we're recording this, which is uh, Thursday, October 5th, Knoxville Mayor India Kincana came out and said that she is working with partners in the city to try to make sure that it can find a new home. But at least at the time of recording this, that home has not been found yet. And so, again, that's what we're talking about today. Brianna, when you started thinking about where it makes sense to put this JFG sign, because we surely don't want it to go away, where were some of the places you thought of? In my opinion, I think it needs to be in a place where it's still accessible to people, uh, where it was on top of the hill by Corbella Shriners. Like you could walk right up to it. You could hang out right there, take photos in front of it. I think you and I actually have a photo together in front of it. With um, fireworks. Yes. Yeah, we were lighting sparklers up there on 4th of July. Don't know if that's allowed, but we were doing it. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people take photos in front of it. It's something that, you know, we do have a lot of signs around downtown, but most of them are on top of buildings or far away and you can't really I don't want to say interact with it but you can't really go up close and personal take photos with it kind of so I think wherever it needs to go it should stay in a place where people can still do that because I think that's part of what people really like about it is that it's still you know accessible yeah but let me ask you I mean you're you're a photographer so so you'll have the answer I mean that sign is so huge. Can you does being able to get up close to it allow for a better photo? I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, you know, like the Tennessee Theater sign. I'm not going to stand right beneath it to get a photo taken of me. But the JFG sign, I guess, is on a hill, right? Yeah, but like you said, like you're not going to stand right by it, like you know, with the Tennessee Theater sign. But it's still in a place 
where you can take a photo with it. Right. You mean like not on top of a tall building somewhere, like the JFG sign now, like this in the old city. Yeah, exactly. Like the one in the old city, you can take photos of it, but you can't necessarily take photos with it. Gotcha. You know, it's like, you know, people like to take photos with the Tennessee Theater. It's kind of a, you know, accessible thing to do. It makes for great photos and everything. And that's how I feel the South Knox sign is like. Yeah, I proposed in Um, front of the Tennessee Theater Marquee. So there you go. It does make for a great photo op. Did not propose in front of the JFG sign, but you know, you could. You could. So so what were some of the places that, that, that fit that, you know, sort of your standards for where the sign should go? Obviously, it needs to be somewhere where you can interact with it in some way. So what are are some of those places? So the first one that came to mind uh, was Sutry Landon Park. You know, just to keep it in South Knoxville. Um, I think that place, there's a lot of green space where you could kind of put it. Um, and people, you know, it's not too popular a place where, you know, having something like that would cause problems. But I think it's something that, like, you could still technically see it from the Gay Street Bridge if you were walking to South Knoxville. And it would be really cool to see those lights kind of reflect on the river, too, depending on where you place it. And, of course, people can picnic by it. And, you know, I I think that would be a really great place to put it, especially if it's closer to the side where uh, those big tanks are. That's where I was thinking. Yeah, because I don't think there's really anything on that end of Citrulland Park. And I think that would be a a nice place to kind of pretty it up over that end yeah we had talked last week about uh you know what would should be the signature statement piece of the waterfront and you know we talked about that because i got a south knoxville waterfront report that was done by some consultants and on the cover of that report they actually showed those tanks painted with what looks like uh i think it was a curtis glover mural concept there so it sounds like they're trying to do some stuff to beautify that end of the park so paint the towers put the jfg sign over there because like right now it's essentially just a cul-de-sac and you know, I think it does make sense, like you said, to put it there. And yeah, you bring up a great point about the water, you know, being able to reflect off off the river there as well. So anything you can get people down to the river more, I think, is, is a good thing. Um, well, I'm going to say it's not going to fit, uh, you know, sort of your criteria, I guess, of being able to interact with it. Although maybe maybe it will, because like you said, you know, the Tennessee theater sign is on a building, but it's not on top of a tall building. I was thinking about. And this is actually going to go back to the waterfront report as well, because in that report, the consultants mentioned that Severe Avenue needs some sort of placemaking entrance, something that, you know, on both ends, when you're coming or going to South Knoxville, something that lets you know, hey, you're here. And so I was thinking about, you know, is there room to put the JFG sign somewhere uh, on Severe Avenue? And there's a couple places that came to mind, one being one of the more underutilized lots and I don't think it it would actually go here because it's prime real estate that I'm surprised it's not been built on yet and that's that empty lot right next to Alliance Brewing Mm -hmm. Um, it's a big grassy lot Uh, it's not really that big but it's a a grassy lot you could probably fit the sign there Uh, alternatively I was thinking still kind of uh, welcoming to Severe Avenue although you would pass Alliance and I guess you'd pass Southside Garage at this point too if you're coming from the James White Parkway side. But uh, I was just driving through there earlier this morning and saw, you know, the top of the building where uh, Redbud Kitchen and where Highwire is is really flat. I don't know if that build. I know nothing about that building, so I don't know if it could support that sign. But it's a flat building. It kind of has a good angle when you're coming down the street if you sort of angled it towards the road. Um, and got to thinking about that too because it would be nice to keep it in South Knoxville even though you know JFG's origins are more downtown it's been in South Knoxville so long that I like the idea of keeping it over there if you can and um, one other option I thought about in South Knoxville as well 
and then I'd love to hear some more of your suggestions, is is the grassy sort of kudzu lot, I call it, next to uh, Trailhead Beer Market on Island Home. You know, it's something that maybe you wouldn't be able to interact with, like you said, but if you're coming across the Gay Street Bridge or perhaps, maybe not the Gay Street Bridge, but if you're coming across James White Parkway, you would see it, you know, sort of right down there on the water. And in a way, that's sort of a welcoming thing, too. If you're coming off James White Parkway, see the JFG sign right when you get off the exit. And now you're on Severe Avenue, sort of a placemaking kind of entrance thing as well. So, you know, just a couple thoughts there, you know, the idea of being keeping it in South Knoxville, but you don't have to. There's, you know, uh, like Riley Foods told me, um, who owns the sign and who was leasing the land from the Shriners, uh, said that they just want to keep it in the downtown area. So do you have any other suggestions around town? Well, before going on to my next one and going back to your suggestion about Severe Avenue, I feel like that would also brighten up Severe Avenue because it is kind of dark at night. And I think that sign would really bring in some nice light that's not just street lights yeah on severe avenue and, and severe avenue is going to be getting a streetscape too so you know bringing that sign in redo the streets it could do a lot for the area my second one it might be kind of a cliche option but i was actually thinking world's fair park one just because i kind of feel like you need something to bring people over there because there's really not too much bringing you over there but I was also thinking to maybe putting it in that performance festival uh, side of the park where like if you're I guess one of the more typical Knoxville skyline shots is from UT's 11th Street Garage mm-hmm. and I think if you put it in that that festival lot area of World's Fair Park it would give you know some people an option to go take photos with it but also I think it would also kind of dress up the skyline a little bit right there so kind of a cliche option but I think it would be a, a decent one I wouldn't complain if it went there yeah no I didn't even think about I, I, I when you said World's Fair Park at first I thought oh that makes sense you know just it's one of our most you know popular green open spaces there's lots of room to do it there but the the point about the skyline is an excellent one and so, you know, going back to downtown, 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 because even World's Fair Park feels disconnected uh, to an extent, which is part of the reason, like you said, it, it would make sense to bring it over there. But one part of downtown itself on Gay Street that I th- feel is disconnected or that people often forget about is the 700 block of Gay Street. And let me explain to you where that is, because like I said, I feel like a lot of people don't really um, have much of a reason to go down there. It's where uh, Hello Tea House is. It's kind of between the Tennessee Theater and the Bijou Theater. Uh, It kind of feels like a dead space between those two areas. And those buildings right now, the 700 block, uh, you know, on one side of the street, you have the empty parking lot in front of Pry Brown Garage. On the other side of the street, you have some buildings that I think need some renovations. So I just got to think, you know, what have you put it on top of those buildings as well? Because one, you know, you talk about it being the theater district. It, it is the theater district. There are two theaters there. But when you walk out of the Tennessee Theater, you have those bright marquee lights that light up the whole block. The Bijou Theater lights up the block maybe to an extent. Um, but imagine having the JFG sign in between them, and then now you're thinking you got Tennessee Theater marquee that's twinkling. You have the, you know, the JFG sign twinkling. You have the Bijou Theater marquee too, and I could just see that being a lot more of a photogenic area and feel more like a theater district if you had that sign there. Oh, I was about to say, as a photographer, like that would be really cool to have as part of like the Gay Street, like cliche photo. Of- Gay Street, you yeah. know, something a little bit different than just the Tennessee Theater side. Yeah, and no offense to the Beachview Theater, but like it's not the most like photogenic exactly. uh, marquee. And really, if you're shooting a shot down Gay Street, like it's 
every photo I feel like of Gay Street is a photo of the Tennessee Theater. Like it feels like it's just like here's the Tennessee Theater from further away because yeah. it's just like you know it's that's the only thing that really pops right there. Now there have been more signs that have been added, some more neon signs, but that's like the it's behemoth of a sign. It's huge, and so I, I think it'd be cool to to put it down there. Yeah, especially when you think about old photos of Gay Street, there are a lot of bigger signs that were on Gay Street once upon a time. Right. So it would be kind of like a throwback almost to what Gay Street used to look like. Yeah. I love it, if I do say so myself. <laughs> so what, what, do you, what do you got next? Uh, this one is probably a little different. Uh, I was thinking, and this might be similar to one that you were doing, the corner of Western Avenue and 11th Street where... Uh, World's Fair Park Drive kind of meets. It's a, mm. Currently, there's trees there. So if you're driving to downtown from, say, the north on Western Avenue, it would be in the right corner of the intersection. It's currently trees, but I was thinking you could put the JFG sign there, and it would be kind of like a welcoming sign to downtown from Western Avenue, and it would still be kind of in a spot where people can walk up to it in a way on the sidewalks coming from like Fort Sanders or the Art Museum, and then as an added bonus, you'd still have like the skyline behind it. Right. So maybe a little bit of an out there choice. I don't know how feasible that area would actually be, but thought that would be an interesting spot to pop the JFG sign. Yeah, and I think you're talking about my suggestion for doing it on Blackstock Avenue, right? So, uh, you know, the old international property is currently being uh, renovated by Scott West and Bernadette West, the the West family uh, of bars on Market Square you're probably familiar with, Preservation Pub, Scruffy City Hall, Tommy Trent's, Bernadette's. You know, Preservation Pub, part of the, or really the reason behind the name is preserving. And they've always thought of themselves as preserving old buildings. And that's what they're trying to do with uh, the old international building, too, and try to build that up as an arts and entertainment district. I believe they do have plans for a rooftop there. I'm trying to remember. Um, so maybe you don't put it on the roof of that building. But if you put it, you know, tall enough on that property, um, one, you know, you think about preservation, like preserving this old part of Knoxville history, it makes sense to have it on a property like that. And also, like you said, if it's tall enough, it sort of serves as a welcome to Knoxville because you don't really have that right now. You kind of go over that bridge right next to where the international building is down below on Blackstock Avenue. And that's, I guess, where downtown becomes downtown when you hit L&M STEM Academy, but you don't really have um, something that says, hey, welcome to Knoxville. And so, you know, I think either on top of that international building or on that west property right there, as long as it's tall enough that it's going above Western Avenue to where you could see it, I think would be great. So good minds think alike. I think we're exactly. thinking about the same sort of thing. And then my last one that I have is, uh, I don't know if it'd be controversial. I don't think it's controversial, but I was going to say incorporate it as part of the stadium design. And, you know, I, I guess you already have the JFG sign down there in old city. And so you would say, Oh, does it make sense to have two of them down there? Well, I mean, I guess it kind of does if you think about it, because one, that's where JFG was located mm-hmm. to that stadium. Um, you know, it hasn't been built yet, but from renderings that I've seen and kind of just imagining what it's going to look like, it's going to be very visible when you're coming down the interstate and coming down James white parkway. It's going to be, um, it's not gonna be part of the skyline necessarily, but it's going to be something that when you're driving through Knoxville, it's going to be one of the first things you notice. And so having the JFG sign there, I think would be great, especially keeping with sort of the warehouse district feel that they're going for with the stadium to kind of make it feel 
fresh, but also a little bit more authentic and like, you know, fit in with the rest of the district. On top of that, just a coincidence, the other JFG sign happens to be on a Boyd property. It's Randy's son, Thomas Boyd, um, is one of the owners of the JFG building now. So, you know, Papa Boyd, Randy Boyd, you can maybe both incorporate that. Sign. Yeah, both have a JFG <laughs> sign. There you go. Y'all, doesn't, hasn't everybody always wanted a JFG exactly. sign? You know, <laughs> get, get one too. And I think it would be cool too, because I think they are doing some really cool things, like just sort of like Knoxville features. I think there's talks about bringing that water tower back in the same design. The scoreboard looks like the shape of Tennessee. Imagine having a JFG reference to it would make it feel more like a Knoxville park, I think. Yeah, especially maybe have it as like an outfield sign or something, yeah. like an outfield like landmark or something that gives you a really nice, I don't know, I'm just thinking sitting along first or third base and you just have like JFG sign with the Tennessee uh, shaped scoreboard. Could yeah. Be cool. If you can get him in on a sponsor, that'd be even cooler because I was thinking about, you know, I went to uh, Durham and we've had a few podcasts about that trip where we were trying to compare what's going on in Durham with their downtown stadium and how that could sort of translate to what's being planned here in Knoxville. They have a giant bull in their outfield that you probably recognize from the movie Bull Durham if you've ever seen it. And if you hit the bull, the crowd, I think, gets free beef. I don't know what, what? I don't know what it is. So imagine they had a partnership deal with uh, JFG Coffee. Now you'd have to really renovate it to make sure you don't you're not knocking out lights. But you know, hit the JFG sign. Everybody gets a free cup of JFG. Yeah, you we know? don't want to break this thing. Yeah, we don't want to break it. We're not saying that we're going to make it a target, but you know, if they're going to put some money into refurbishing it. You know, protect it to where it can handle you know getting dinged and dented a few times with some baseballs. I don't know. Just just my idea. Just tossing ideas out there. I think you got uh, one more, Brianna? Yeah, I have one more. Uh, so I was also thinking, if not the South Riverfront, maybe go to the North Riverfront along the Neyland Greenway, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have that little cement brick park thing kind of to the uh, west of Calhoun's. Maybe find a place over there. Again, there's not much over there that's really bringing people to the North Riverfront, I feel like that it's been kind of a wasted opportunity right there, and it might kind of make the skyline from the South Riverfront look a little bit better because right now the city county building just completely takes over the skyline from the South, and I personally hate that. I think there should be a better looking, you know, skyline from that angle. So I don't know, maybe even some place along the North Riverfront. Yeah, and I guess too um, the area of if you're looking at Calhoun's from the river, let's put it that way, to your right. So we're talking about to your right, like down that way, is where they're building a, or there's talks about building like up a, a residential area with a with a riverside restaurant and making it more, making the riverfront, not necessarily a district. It's one developer that's planning on doing it, Dominion. But um, there's going to be some development over there on the north side, kind of right on the north side of the river by James White Parkway. And so... You know, maybe it could be incorporated in that. I mean, that's that's a ways off that's coming, but um, there is some space over there right now, if, if not temporarily, to, to put the sign as well. So, yeah, any 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 side of the river is good. We need we need more stuff on the river um, in general, and that's why they came out with this Riverfront Report, which you should go back and listen to the podcast last week if you want to learn more about that, and you should listen to the podcast next week. You should listen to the podcast every week. So before you sign off, go ahead and hit that like or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on to make sure you get a notification every time a new episode drops. Or you can just come on back here on Tuesdays. But to keep up with me in between episodes, because one, love any feedback you have. Two, would love to hear what you think about the JFG sign and where you might like to see it go. Because I'm sure there are some places we forgot about. You can always reach out to me by giving me a follow and a message on Instagram at Scruff. You can also send me an email at ryan.wilusz at knoxnews.com. 
And in that podcast description, there's going to be a link to two things. One is a Urban Knoxville Facebook group. Just answer a few quick questions and we'll get you added in there to get involved in the downtown discussion. The other one is a link to the Urban Knoxville newsletter, which comes out every Friday and keeps you up to date with even more downtown news than what we talk about here on the Scruffy Stuff. And as always, the podcast is brought to you by KnoxNews.com. So head on over to knoxnews.com slash subscribe to support local journalism today if you haven't already to make sure you get unlimited access to all the stuff we talk about here on the show, all the downtown Knoxville news, all the Knoxville news, Knox County, East Tennessee, anything you could possibly want to know about this wonderful community that we live in and that we care a lot about is going to be available for you there. Great discussion today, Brianna, as always. Thanks for joining and for producing. You're doing double duties these days. and uh, It's been fun. Yeah, it's always a good time. So like we said, we'll be back again next week. And until then, stay scruffy, Knoxville. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.